Welcome back to Inside the Daily Press. I am Ross Furukawa, and I'm here with editor Matt Hall. What's up, Matt? Hey, how you doing? I am well. I'm well. We are uh, pushing through this COVID thing, continuing. <laughs> that uh, seems to be the common theme here, but what happened, uh, what happened this week with the reopening? Yeah, so I guess the, the, there's tentatively good news, right? Like yeah. Numbers are trending in the right direction. You know, deaths are declining. Death rates are declining. There's fewer cases per thousand people. Like all the the metrics are trending in the right direction. Yeah, that's all good, right? There's those are good things. Um, but what the county said this week was that um, they're going to put a little bit of a pause on reopening for new businesses and new industries while they evaluate the Labor Day weekend. Because right. what, what's been happening over the last six months is. Uh, every time the public has been given an opportunity to make the situation worse, they kind of have, right? Like yeah. every time there's a holiday or an event or a yeah. reason to not get together, people have gotten together, and then two weeks later, we've seen a spike. Right. And so the county's basically saying, well, we might see a spike in two weeks, so let's just not open a bunch more businesses right now and see what happens. Right. And that weekend, if anybody got anywhere near the beach, you saw massive crowds. Beach lots are sold out. But everybody was outdoors, and it seemed like a lot of people were in masks. So hopefully it wasn't, you know, it's those indoor events. It's those backyard parties. It's Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, lots of people on the beach, I guess. Yeah, and, and you know, if they're – the other thing that's, like you said, is indoor stuff, right? So they, they're temporary they, – they've allowed some salons to have some indoor – access right we have there's a little bit more indoor activity happening now yeah um so it's just when we say they like that isn't necessarily happening here in santa monica it's varied so there's different rules in different places but the bottom line at this point is we're going to do a little bit of a pause on reopenings and they're going to wait and see see what happens right and so we thought it was good to to bring in a local uh medical pro this guy is uh dr yariv rothman he owns a practice here in town called the Vitality Health Center. He's kind of an integrated uh, chiropractor. He has physical therapy there, and they do everything from massage, Pilates, all that stuff. So he has to deal with this as an essential worker every day, and he he brought some good observations of what people are doing right, what people can do better, and just some general ailment uh, from, a, from a chiropractor standpoint, some general ailment, repeating injuries he's seeing, with kids sitting on Zoom all day, and and mm-hmm. I'm not going to scoop the podcast here, but it's uh, he's got some pretty good information that that he's going to share with you all. So all right. sounds good. All right, so here we go, Doctor Yariv Rothman from the Vitality Health Center. All right, folks. So I'm here with Doctor Yariv Rothman from the Vitality Health Center here in Santa Monica. He is a doctor of chiropractic. Um, and actually I've known him for a very long time. How long have I known you, Dr. Rothman? Probably, probably too long, but yes, a very long time, <laughs> at least over a decade. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I, I can vouch for this guy because he, he helped me with my shoulder and I know he helped my wife with her back and, um, you know, not a lot of, uh, can't say that about a lot of people. So he, he runs a, uh, a legit practice and, uh, it is called the Vitality Health Center. Now, what do you guys do at the Vitality Health Center? Well, we're an integrated facility, so we have uh, uh, different disciplines that we use for treatment here, from chiropractic. We also have a physical therapist, uh, Dr. Matthew Skalak, 
who does uh, work for us. Um, we also have an internist, Dr. Ronald Zlotlow. So we like to use different disciplines and incorporate different disciplines as we're addressing somebody's health concerns or health issues. So kind of like uh, having different minds uh, uh, integrating to the treatment that the person needs and making sure that all the bases are covered. Got it. From nutrition to uh, exercise to rehab to post-surgical rehab to things of that nature, we tend to, to deal with those kind of uh, musculoskeletal maladies, um, as well as some neurological things. We work with Parkinson's patients a lot. I really like doing that work. Mm. We help people with balance and gait problems, uh, which is essential to for fall prevention, which is very, very important for our mature population. Yep. I don't like to call them elderly. I like to call them mature because we're both, we're all going to get there at some point, right? Hopefully, uh, <laughs> unless we pick the other choice, which is not something I'm going to look forward to. But um, uh, yeah, so doing those kind of things and really helping people achieve their health and wellness goals, uh, whatever they are. And if not, we will refer them to somebody else that can be inclusive in the treatment and really get them uh, to where they need to go. So that's what we do. Wow. Here. So people can come there and they can get a, they can get chiropractic, physical therapy, because that's kind of unique. Usually those are on two different islands. Separate. Yeah. Right. We, we're the physical therapist, Dr. Skalak, Matt Skalak and I are, are very often on the same page. We complement each other in the work that we do. Um, there, there's, there's some, in, I'll just go over some interesting inf information just about chiropractic. Sure. Like you said, you mentioned it. Typically there's a significant, or people think there's a significant difference between chiropractors and physical therapists. Essentially we treat the body with very similar modalities. A physical therapist will use stretching, will use exercises. A physical therapist will use, uh, maybe a physical therapy modality such as ultrasound to reduce inflammation. Uh, electrical muscle stimulation, things of that nature. Uh, we can do the same thing. Physical therapists tend to mobilize the body parts or uh, manipulate them. Mm -hmm. We adjust them. The difference between that is uh, mobilization is more of a general, sp general move to get just the body to move and the joints to move versus an adjustment is a really a specific segment of the spine you want to move it in, in, in a particular manner. Mm -hmm. That's really the only difference. But no, I, I got you. I got you. And you guys do you guys do some Pilates there too, right? Yeah, we do all we do physical rehab and training. We do Pilates based training in here too. So we have a, a Cadillac reformer that uh, we have an amazing instructor with us that is uh, also a, an athlete herself. She's done some work with uh, Cirque du Soleil, and she's an aerialist and hoopist, and she's had also because of her athletic career and being an athlete many years she's had multiple injuries and surgeries so she's very well versed in rehab and we her and i work together mm. in really getting somebody to a later stage of uh, treatment is we first like to obviously help people with their pain levels get that ameliorated or reduced as much as possible improve their motion and uh, you know the range of motion and their movement and their flexibility and then we want to strengthen and stabilize all the corrections that we've made. Got it. So we incorporate all those different things in the treatment. And Pilates is really effective in introducing people on how to feel their core musculature, how to activate their body uh, support system, muscular support system properly, how to walk and stand better. And that really changes people's uh, posture. It changes 
um, a lot about how they're feeling, their pain level, you know, and so mm. on. Well, you had me at Cirque du Soleil. If, I, if I'm learning Pilates oh, from somebody yeah. that was in Cirque du Soleil, I'm already punching away above my weight. Well, you know, you know, at least they're crazy if they're spinning around in a hoop about 150 yeah. uh, feet up in the air without a without any kind of yeah support system. But well, so this is interesting. So you yeah. guys, you guys are an essential service. You're a medical practice, right? And Correct. so you have not had to shut down during COVID. Is that accurate? That's correct. We haven't needed to shut down. We have obviously uh, changed dramatically in how we're seeing patients. Um, we're limiting uh, how many patients are coming in at the same time. We're not having people sit in the waiting room. Uh, obviously, we have all the different um, barriers that are up from the front desk, you know, the loose site barriers. Mm -hmm. And we have stations that set up with six feet uh, apart uh, and so on and so forth and obviously everyone is in here is masked uh, I have a mask and I wear also a shield with patients and I wear gloves as well um, and we're basically cleaning up every time cleaning a machine after every person's used it uh, any person's used it really making sure things are very safe in here so including the tables, you know, people are concerned about lying down on a table, but I will tell you, I'll never put a patient on a table I wouldn't lie on myself. It's interesting you could be a kind of a hybrid gym, physical therapy, chiropractic, you know, when all those other businesses really can't be open. I mean, physical therapy can be right. open, but Pilates studios are all closed. Most gyms are closed. Right, they can't. Right, gyms are closed and so on. And that brings us to, you know, all the changes that have happened in the last six to eight seven months now um, it's created a lot of issues I've seen some things happening here I've seen patients uh, with respect to uh, you know COVID safety I've seen them do some things that are, are not very safe to do well, what are those things like what as a as a practitioner and someone who sees a lot of people every day not necessarily people that are sick but people that are in pain so that's a good you know I guess you're seeing people that I guess by definition have some sort of ailment, but not necessarily, a, a, you know, respiratory illness or something. Right. Um, yeah, we won't be somebody for any major medical issue here as far as that as treatment. That's right. our internist. will see them and usually treat them. Uh, and he actually sees uh, COVID patients as well. But, but you um, don't have, you have to be safe. You guys have to be. Yeah, we have to be safe. So what I see, what I see a lot of is, look, let, let's talk about just our immune system. The biggest organ in our body, the biggest organ that's protecting us is our skin. Mm -hmm. You know, our skin is made to protect us from invaders. And we all carry different bacteria, viruses, even on our skin. You and I can carry different strains of bacteria or viruses, even uh, dangerous ones that may not affect you, but more affect me. So the only the only problem we have is when our skin is broken, right? Now we have access. We have an organism has now access to get into your bloodstream or into your mucous membranes or into the fluids inside your body. And that's how we get infected, right? Yeah. So the one of the things I see people doing a lot, like I see them at the store, they go to the store, they've got their mask on, they've got gloves on, which is great. They're touching everything in the store that everyone else is touching. They're touching all the oranges and picking the ones they want, all the apples, avocados, you know, cucumbers. We all do this. We all touch the watermelon and pat it to see if it sounds right, you know, whatever have you. Um, and then they go out of 
the place where obviously there may have been some COVID in there. You don't know. People could be exposed or, or even be carriers of it and not have any symptoms. They're touching things, you know. So you touch your gloves and you think you're, you're, you're safe, which you are. But then you go take your gloves when you get to your car. You open your car door with the same gloves you touched everything else. You take your groceries and you put them in the trunk, opening the trunk, and then you get in your car with your gloves and drive home with the gloves to take them that home. <laughs> yeah. Right? And now you're touching your mask with your gloves and bringing in, God forbid, if you do have some COVID on you or some to, to some degree, although we know it doesn't live that long on surfaces, but some for, in some surfaces for up to three hours. But regardless, you're touching and then you touch your face and fix your mask. So one of the things I tell people, the main thing is you got a mask on to protect you from an organism, a virus getting into your nasal cavity or in through your mouth and then getting into your throat and getting into your body that way. The last thing you want to do is bring your hand to your mouth and touch it because that's probably the dirtiest thing that you have. With that glove on. With that glove on. You got to lose the glove. what I tell people is, right. Use the glove in the in the facility where you're at, no problem. But when you leave, right, uh, take out, the, put, take the gloves off, clean your hands off with some some uh, solution that you can, you know, get with just some sanitizer, right? Which is now thankfully available. Now get in your car, touch your your door handle, your steering wheel, all that stuff. When you get back home, again, put your groceries away and then wash your hands. So the best thing we can do really is not touch our face and wash our hands. It is the best way to prevent stuff getting into our body, getting our exposed, exposing ourselves, if you may, to any kind of bacteria or virus. Immunologists would say if you wash your hands three to five times a day, you're not going to get sick. And that typically is how we get a common cold. That's how we get flus. I mean, nobody walks around and say, hey, you got the flu. Will you sneeze in my mouth, please? I'd like to get sick. No. You know, you walk around and somebody that has the flu just touched the doorknob that you just touched or a bathroom right. knob or whatever have you. We call those fomites. And then you touch it and then you transfer that or rubbing your nose or rubbing your eyes. So don't touch your eyes. Don't eat with your hands. Don't rub your face. You know, don't fix your mask with the front of your on front of your nose if you need to fix your mask use your fingers from the side near your jaw and pull it up and down that way but don't touch the front of it if you can't avoid it well let's shift gears speaking of kids um my kids are doing home you know schooling or my the one that's in high school right now and distance distance learning learning. and i'm looking at i'm looking at her spend (laughs) like you know whatever six, seven hours looking at the screen all day. And, you know, as, as someone who comes from a, uh, a person who treats pain, like that's got to get painful after a while. Just doing, I well, know I, I, well, I'm in pain if I do that all day. Right. Not only is that not good for, for them, uh, it creates a lot of stress in the upper shoulders and neck. Your head weighs about 10 to 12 pounds, right? And it sits on your shoulders, on your neck. Uh, if it's in the right position, then the weight of your head is dispersed through your center of gravity. But as your head moves forward, when we're looking at a computer screen, it creates a lot more stress on the neck because the more the head moves forward, it doubles the mass effect of your head on your shoulders. That means your 10-pound head, if you move it an inch over your forward of your body, doubles that mass. So now it's a 20-pound head. 
and you go even more to two inches, which you see some people doing when they're on their computers, and definitely when they're on their smartphones, right? Yeah. Now you're talking two, three inches forward, and now you got a 40-pound head. That's like a five-year-old sitting on your head. You wouldn't walk around <laughs> with a five-year-old on your head, would no, you? No, thanks. Right, so, so when that happens, right, the shoulders roll forward, the chest becomes uh, short, you know, the pecs become short as the shoulders roll forward, they slump down. This affects the kid's breathing as well. Some studies that show that it causes short breathing, it doesn't take in a lot of oxygen, can actually uh, contribute to concentration issues, and it also creates a lot of stress on their neck and upper shoulders. Now, they're, after they get off the, uh, off the computer with school, we know then they do what? They go right onto their phones, right. right? And so they're on their phones now doing that for the next three to four hours after their six, seven hours of school. So they can develop something called upper cross syndrome. And we need to address that right away because in time, changing your posture that way can, can accelerate breakdown in discs in your neck. Uh, the joints themselves, muscle tension, muscle spasms, pain, jaw pain, headaches, all that can come from those areas, from the neck being in the wrong position and the posture being off with upper cross syndrome. So that's something that you really need to take a look at. It's not so much of just sit up straight, it's really sit up with your back in the right position, your low back, because that's really the foundation for the rest of your spine. Got it. Got it. Now, so... Tech neck bad, staring at a computer all day Tech bad. Neck bad. What bad. what should we be what should we be doing? What we, what should we be putting in our bodies that's good? How do we? Well, let's talk about for what we're doing now. We we want to talk about inflammation. We want to talk about the immune system. So, obviously, anytime we have pain, typically that means we have some swelling or inflammation happening in our body, whether it's from a trauma, an injury, or some chronic. Uh, condition that's happening in our body, even chronic diseases like heart disease and diabetes, you know, uh, there's inflammation, immune diseases, inflammation. So one of the things we want to talk about is how to prime our immune system. So there's things I want to tell people to start doing naturally. There's obviously natural foods that are very high in nutrients and minerals, like we want to increase our citrus and vitamin C because that increases our white blood cell circulation. And white blood cells are very important in killing bacteria and helping to identify viruses as well and killing some of those. So foods that are good and rich in vitamin C, obviously we know are all of our citrus fruits, mm -hmm. right? We have our oranges, we have our lemons, we have our limes, we have our grapefruits, we have even red peppers actually have about three times more vitamin C than an orange does. Broccoli has good C, vitamin A and E as well. When we're doing broccoli, we want to make sure we cook it as least as possible. Um, so that way we preserve a lot of the nutrients. So steaming it is the best mm. way. Cruciferous vegetables are good too, obviously the cabbages and cauliflowers. Um, another thing for our immune system that we know is good is garlic. Garlic tends to stimulate the immune system and contains allicin. Uh, we want to make sure that we have zinc. I tell my patients to gargle with zinc, liquid zinc. A 10 milligram zinc gargle uh, will be very good. We know that COVID tends to go into the throat first and zinc is good to clean out bacteria, especially if you gargle with mm. it. It's very essential. You can even swallow it afterwards because zinc is an essential mineral, which also helps the immune system. Or we can eat shellfish to get zinc. 
Uh, we want to look at things like almonds and nuts as well. Vitamin E and almonds are key in maintaining a healthy immune system. And most importantly, stress relief. You've got to know and understand how stress affects the body tremendously and the immune system. So how are you supposed to how are you supposed to maintain stress relief? How are you supposed to relieve your stress during COVID? Well, there's there's a couple of things a couple of things that I, I like to get my patients involved in. One of the things is just breathing techniques. There are many uh, apps out there. Calm, I believe, is one of them. There's some others that are really good apps that just teach you how to control your breathing. Just doing a four count in a two count inhale and a four count exhale and just picturing your air going through your body into your nose down into your lungs through your whole body and picturing this kind of white light that's traveling through and then coming back out. Controlling your breath actually starts to affect your vagus nerve and that's your 10th cranial nerve and that can get really easily stimulated with anxiety and stuff of that nature. Mm. So we know clinically, we know clinically that yoga and meditation are very effective in helping with the stress of the mind. And that's something we all need to be doing every single day. Mind health, brain health is just as important. Mental health is just as important as physical health. In fact, my wife's a marriage family therapist and she's inundated right now uh, with major depression, suicidality is increased. So mental health is very important. And that's a stress level that we don't need that uh, as well with all the other physical things that are happening with us. So I definitely recommend breathing techniques, yoga, meditation, anything that has a mind-body connection is very essential and very effective. You guys are doing something really cool. And that is you are giving away a complimentary massage or maybe Pilates session, maybe you can clarify that, to first responders. What What's that all about? Right, so we wanted to just you know take the time. We're medical personnel, but we're not first responders in our offices here. We get the luxury of getting in our car and driving home. We don't, we're not working double shifts, taking care of COVID patients and necessarily and putting our life at risk like all the first line responders are. So. I decided that I wanted to give back to the community, give back to Santa Monica uh, a little bit, and we put an ad out that we're offering first responders a Pilates session or a massage session. All they need to do is give us a call, come in with their their name tag and their badge, and we'll, we just want to say thank you to them and provide them with some comfort, provide them with some stress relief, uh, especially with their bodies, mm-hmm. how they're working and kind of get them back in because they're too haven't gone to the gym they haven't taken care of themselves they're taking really care of us yeah wow that's really cool just a way to say thank you that's uh that's extremely cool and generous (laughs) i'm sure that i'm sure they appreciate that okay this is good stuff wow we we learned about uh how to how to throw your gloves away after the grocery store (laughs) why your kids shouldn't be on their computer too long and their smartphones and uh, what to eat and how to how to take care of your mental health. This is uh, very timely stuff. Um, how how do people find you? What 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 do they do? Well, we're in we're on Twenty Third uh, and Santa Monica Boulevard, right across from the hospital, uh, St. John's Providence uh, Hospital. Um, we're right behind the U.S. Bank building. We're right on the first floor, so um, there's parking available. And uh, just give us a call. You can go to our website at thevitalityhealthcenter.com. 
There's a lot of information on our site. You can also request an appointment there. Um, soon we'll be having particular products that I'm recommending to patients uh, to take for immune stimulation like uh, turmeric or curcumin, right? Mm. Turmeric, uh, a product that I like um, from a company called Metagenics, which I have no problem you know, uh, recommending them. They have good products. Uh, one product that we use uh, to stimulate the immune system has uh, a lot of Chinese mushrooms in it too. And it's one of the best products I've ever used in 19 years of practice. I kid you mm. not. We use this at home a lot. It's called an Immucor. It's a great product. I also want people to deal with their gut health because dealing with your gut health, like uh, doing probiotics and doing digestive enzymes, is really your second brain is your gut. And that's essential to absorb nutrients. So getting your gut health in order is going to really help your immune system and help you feel better and more healthy. Got it. Got it. And I'll put, I'll make sure that uh, all that, all that information's in the uh, podcast notes. So, if you folks uh, didn't write that down, don't worry about it. Just, uh, just I'll have it right there. All right. Well, hey, thanks for being here today, and uh, and uh, I'm sure I will see you soon when my shoulder starts acting up again. Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate the time, and uh, everyone, be safe out there, and let's get through this. Thanks for joining us today on Inside the Daily Press. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or elsewhere. Music for the Inside the Daily Press podcast is brought to you by The Brig Band. The Brig Band is an LA jam band that has been playing live since 2002. Regular members and guests have played professionally with everyone from Miles Davis, Herbie Hancock, and Stevie Wonder to The Doors, Fishbone, and Steely Dan. To find out where and when you can hear them live, head to thebrigband.com.